Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Prime Minister puts out an important tweet for livestock producers. China has reopened its market. And the Yorkton Grain Miller's Harvest Showdown gets underway tomorrow. And a drainage conference opens in the Queen City tomorrow. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Periods of light snow. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high minus 5 today. Wind north 30, then light near midnight, the low minus 17. Tomorrow mainly sunny, winds up to 15K, the high minus 11, the low minus 21. Thursday sunny, the high minus 10, low the same, minus 10. Friday sunny with a high of minus 1, 60%, chance of evening flurries, the low minus 11. Saturday cloudy, 60%, chance of flurries, the high minus 9, the low minus 16. Sunday sunny, the high minus 15, the low minus 17. Monday sunny, the high near minus 11. Normal high is plus 2 for this date, the normal low minus 9. The sun rose at 7.55 this morning, it sets at 5.29 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 1. The cold cold spot, minus 14 in Collins Bay. Estevan is minus 5, Saskatoon minus 7, Swift Current minus 1, Weyburn minus 4, Yorkton is minus 7. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit, winds are from the north at 2. Humidity 80%, thermometer dropping 102.5. Cloudy in Moose Jaw minus 4, winds are calm. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan farm families for over 40 years. Looking to sell your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-642-2378. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has outlined some good news for Canadian farmers. In a noon hour tweet, the PM says Canadian pork and beef exports to China will resume. Trudeau expressed a big thank you to Ambassador Barton and the Canadian meat industry for their work on reopening the important market for meat producers and their families. Last year, China was the second largest market for Canadian pork exports, valued at $514 million, and the fifth largest for beef, valued at $97 million. The Chinese were in line to increase those numbers until a ban was imposed on Canadian pork and beef this summer. China had expressed concern about possible counterfeit paperwork with imports of pork, but there was some speculation the arrest of a senior Chinese business person in Vancouver may also have played a part. The annual Grain Miller's Harvest Showdown gets underway in Yorkton tomorrow. 
A director of the Yorkton Exhibition Association, Brett Kellen, says the showdown features a trade show, grain show, and cattle show. Yeah, our trade show kicks off uh, it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the trade show. And, I mean, we got got all types of booths there, everything from, um, you know, crafting booths, uh, get some of your Christmas shopping done. Um, actually, Cowtown is heading out this year. Uh, we got a few agriculture tractor type booths in there as well as a lot of automotive dealerships around show booths and just kind of everything and anything a guy would a guy would need for Christmas shopping number one or or you know maybe to expand your farming operation a little bit as well. How many exhibits are there? Oh, geez, you're asking a tough question. Uh, <laughs> the whole flexi hall is full between bulk and um, bulk space and and exhibitors. Like uh, you know, just off the top of my head, there'd there'd be well over a hundred booths that are that are in there. And you've got a grain show also as part of the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown? Yeah, you betcha. They did all the judging uh, yesterday already on the grain show. Um, so, yeah, it's out in display for everybody to see. We've got quite a few different categories there, of course. There's your commercial grain. Um, we have percentage of oil competition for the canola. Uh, we also have an organic show there, which uh, is all, all the different types of organic crops that are grown in the parkland area. Uh, and then there's actually a pedigree seed show, which is kind of the pedigree seed growers in the area enter their stuff, and they're judged on, on the quality of their uh, seed crops as well. And then uh, to top it off, there's also a forage show that takes place during that, which is, of course, you know, your hay, your green feed, and your silage that are all on display. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great show. And on Thursday night, the banquet happens where all the awards are handed out for that. So, I mean, that starts at 7 o'clock, and that's always a fun thing to take part of in, in there. And um, uh, that that carries over into the we call it the farm business network uh, grill and there's a comedian show and afterwards and that that's open to everybody and anybody to come come and take a seat in that and enjoy that evening so goes over quite well another key component of the harvest showdown i understand is the cattle show tell me a bit about that yeah we've kind of got two different components to our cattle show um we got what we call the futurity show and and that takes place on thursday november 7th that starts at 11 a.m and and what that is, it's actually a pretty neat show that we've done here for years. Producers have a chance to bring their open heifers, and then uh, they show them this year. And then, you know, if they breed up and they're able to show next year, they come as bred heifers. And then the following year also, if, if they've all successfully had a calf and raised it and then also got rebred, they're allowed to bring that same those same three uh, those same three heifers all the way through. So it's actually a, a neat show to... Uh, see the progression of these of these animals as they get older so that takes place on thursday and then friday we've got our commercial cattle show and sale and that starts at 11 o'clock on friday as well bull show that day as well i mean that's a very important part of the uh commercial operation so the bull show happens as well and then um actually at four o'clock we sell all those heifers that are being shown at 11 we've got 12 pens of three this year and three pens of five so there's a good offering of heifers everything from you know, January calvers all the way through to May calvers. So there's there's something for everybody. And, uh, you know, we, we might be lacking numbers just with the way this year went, but I can guarantee you our quality is going to be top-notch. These guys always bring good heifers to town. And then also another component of our show, is we call it Breeders Alley. Uh, that's the purebred folks. They uh, they bring some, some halter-broke stuff to show. Then they got a little display area, a booth as well, um, right next to their animal. And then on, on Thursday night at, at about 530 
we start the the sweet pro cattleman reception and that happens right in the breeders alley building that's a free beef on the bun supper sponsored by sweet pro that i mean that always goes over well there's tons of people you can come in and check out the stock that's for sale uh, the following day or talk to the breeders alley folks about you know bulls that are going to be coming up for sale or maybe some some key heifer calves they've gotten some of these consignment sales throughout the fall so it's uh it's actually a great cattle portion to our show for sure the yorkton exhibition annual grain millers harvest showdown opens tomorrow and runs till saturday at the gallagher center in yorkton of saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by degelman industries look to degelman for the most reliable dependable engineered tough equipment on the market and by the remax crown realty ag team of marcel de corby and graham toth online at landforsalesask.ca Farmland drainage and the environment is the focus of a conference in Regina tomorrow. The conference at the South Albert Travel Lodge is being hosted by the Citizens Environmental Alliance. Jeff Olson farms in the Parkerview area near Theodore and is the managing director of the Citizens Environmental Alliance. We're a group of concerned citizens about the environment and especially concerns around water management in the province. And we're working on right now farmland drainage and trying to heighten the awareness around the environmental impact of farmland drainage. Olson says the conference will bring the issue of farmland drainage and its effects on the environment into the spotlight. Farmland drainage, especially in east-central Saskatchewan, is a very used tool for water management amongst uh, agriculture producers. And what we've seen for much of the time is agriculture producers doing the work without getting the proper licenses or permits. And therefore, it wasn't the problem about just the individual doing it. It's now that so much has occurred, it's the cumulative effect of it that's taking place. Like my neighbor doing it alone probably isn't such a big deal, but if you have a hundred neighbors doing it, you know, what are the consequences of that? And in the province, about 95% of all drainage is unlicensed and never been reviewed for the environmental effects. The Citizens Environmental Alliance isn't calling for a complete end to farmland drainage. I don't think it's a case of stopping. Like good water management, including you know farmland water management, is important, and the ability to, especially remove spring floodwaters off and and that sort of thing. But I think what we need to do, and it's like many of the environmental concerns that we have, is we need to understand. What are the ramifications of what we're doing and then try to mitigate them as best we can versus just waking up one day and have a mega problem looking us in the face and saying, you know, or our future generation saying, why did they continue doing that without any conscious decision on what they were doing? Olson participated in the Assiniboine River Basin study and farmland drainage was looked at. He also says it didn't lead anywhere. Well, the Assiniboine River Basin Study did look at that, and there was many recommendations in there that uh, local people supported, whether you're a farmland drainer or not. Unfortunately, quite a few reports or studies, it went on a bookshelf to gather dust, and uh, there wasn't very much implementation of that. And I was questioned by producers. I was involved in the study, and many producers were asking me, you know, when are we proceeding with implementation and moving towards it? And it really didn't happen, and and that's too bad. So that's the sort of thing that needs to take place. Not only agriculture producers, but other people that are concerned about the water and the environment need to sit down and work this out, move from any conflict to uh, some sort of collaboration. The Farmland Drainage Conference goes tomorrow in Regina, and Olson talks about what will be occurring. We 
have multiple speakers, some in academia to talk about water quality as well as the hydrology and the effects of downstream flooding on communities and that sort of thing, especially in areas of high drainage. We have perspectives of National Farmers Union and the Saskatchewan Farm Stewardship Association about good water management and the economic need for farmers to be able to drain, as well as some key perspectives from First Nation and, and uh, environmental organization. And I think the biggest thing is the province is proposing some new mitigation and they're going to be discussing their new policy. Olson says the conference isn't at all about ganging up on farmers who drain. And by no means should we be vilifying farmers. The fact is, is that leadership in government, and it doesn't matter which stripe of politics you are, they've had a hard time really addressing this. It's like a lot of the environmental issues. The horizon is such in the future that it doesn't lend itself well to people getting elected every four years dealing with a problem that lies way out there. So, no, we, we understand producers need to be economically sustainable, but we also want to be environmentally sustainable. And I've discussed it with many of the drainers and non-drainers, whoever, you know, everyone recognizes that nobody wants to not consider the environment. They understand it very well. So, no, it's not about ganging up on farmers. Jeff Olson is Managing Director of the Citizens Environmental Alliance. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hickseed in Moss Bank. If you have the need for feed, call Hickseed. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $240 at $407.56. Oats rose $1.46 at $197.85. Number one red spring wheat gained 27 cents at 215.37. The rest were unchanged. Durham 267.06. Feed barley 161.62. Flax 495.56. Yellow peas 223.54. Feed wheat 147.79. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is up a half cent at 5.24 and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 5th. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.40. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.15. We had a pre-sorted Angus sale on Monday. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.44 and sold up to $2.56. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold up to $2.56. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.32. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.20. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.06 and sold up to $2.11. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged 
$2.02 and sold up to $2.05. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.99 and sold up to $2.02. Heifers are about 30 to 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500 pound black steers at $2.32 a pound, a load of 550 pound black steers at $2.20 a pound, two loads of 600 pound black steers at $2.11 a pound, two loads of 650-pound black steers at $2.04 a pound, a load of 700-pound black steers at $2.01 a pound, a load of 760-pound exotic steers at $1.97 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 113 to 150 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,500 head, selling a range of 111 to 149 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 5 basis points with the daily exchange at 1.3148. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.03 cents US. US cash markets once again lower relative to the previous day, in a trend that has not been widely broken in recent weeks except for the odd occasional interday reversal. Lean hog futures are showing support in the early morning session after residing amid the lows in recent days. Nothing substantially has changed on the fundamental supply and demand front, but there are indications that a more positive export profile could be developing. It is important, however, to note that exports to China are actually better relative to history despite the high tariffs. Volumes just haven't met expectations. While many forward contract prices are also good relative to cash settlement history, the consensus is that risk is to the upside, especially for the deferred months, meaning the market has a potential to rally on positive demand news, which almost all believe is coming, but waiting for confirmation. The outlook for today, periods of light snow, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 5. Wind north 30, then light near midnight, the low minus 17. Tomorrow mainly sunny, winds up to 15K, the high minus 11, the low minus 21. In Regina, cloudy and minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.